Good morning. This is Dallas Townsend with the CBS World News Roundup. The United States is beginning a new initiative on the Middle East, a new effort to shift the Egyptian-Israeli peace talks out of park. We'll hear about it from CBS News diplomatic correspondent Marvin Kalb. President Carter has sent letters to Egyptian President Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Begin inviting them to send representatives to another Camp David-style peace conference starting in two weeks, February 20th, the likely date. In fact, Camp David may end up being the actual site of the conference. One way of reducing the Egyptian and Israeli tendencies of playing to the galleries rather than maintaining the confidentiality of the talks. Foreign Minister Dayan is expected to represent Israel, Prime Minister Khalil representing Egypt. Secretary Vance would represent the United States. It's understood Vance turned down an idea that he go back to the Middle East for these resumed talks. It's also understood that Vance is urging both sides not to presume that this next round is merely a prelude to another summit. Vance is hoping the ministers can complete the negotiation, but all three parties are leaving open the possibility of another summit should the ministers fail to resolve all of the outstanding differences. Marvin Kalb, CBS News, Washington. So far, there's been no formal comment on this from any of the governments concerned, but official Israeli sources say Israel would be ready to attend a meeting of the sort outlined by Marvin Kalb. They add, however, that no invitation has arrived yet, and when it does arrive, it will have to be considered by the Israeli cabinet before it's approved. In my neighborhood, gasoline is around 70 cents a gallon. In my neighborhood, you see a lot of new Datsuns. Introducing the amazing new Datsun 210 hatchback. Sporty, spiffy, agile, roomy, yet you'd think it runs on fumes. The Datsun 210 hatchback with optional five-speed stick is one of the highest gas mileage new cars you can buy. It's rated 41 Highway, 27 City. Your mileage may differ, but the EPA urges you to compare these figures with any other new car. The 210 hatchback is the number one gas mileage Datsun. I love my new 210 hatchback. My gas station doesn't. You and your dollars go further in a Datsun 210. Nobody demands more from a Datsun than Datsun. We are To give you the greatest economy of all, quality. Confusion and, on one side, an apparent erosion of power highlight the picture today in Iran. Richard Roth has details. Two prime ministers, Shapur Bakhtiar, appointed by the Shah, and Mehdi Bazargan, the choice of the religious leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, are making this country's politics more and more confused. In the streets, demonstrators again today are chanting support for Bazargan and the Islamic Republic the Ayatollah has begun to implement. Reports from Isfahan, Iran's second largest city, say that the Ayatollah's clergymen have virtually taken over, running city services and even establishing Islamic courts to mete out punishments such as lashes with a whip for the crime of burglary. Here in Tehran, Bakhtiar is trying to follow a middle course between the Khomeini forces on one side and hardline army generals on the other. But his authority still erodes. Even his own office workers are on strike to protest what they consider an illegal government. The prime minister still insists he will not resign, but Ayatollah Khomeini's parallel government is becoming more substantive. A full cabinet reportedly has been selected, though there's been no announcement when and how 
its members will attempt to occupy government offices. Richard Roth, CBS News, Tehran. In addition to the takeover in Isfahan, Khomeini's supporters are said to be in virtual control of the slums in South Tehran. Another shipload of Vietnamese refugees dropped anchor this morning in Hong Kong Harbor, and Peter Collins reports. The latest arrival is a tramp freighter, just like four others that have left Vietnam recently with large numbers of refugees aboard. It slipped past police patrols and entered the crowded harbor here in Hong Kong at midnight, surprising local authorities who have been trying to keep out refugee ships since the arrival just before Christmas of the Hue Phong with its 3,400 passengers. The new ship is called the Skyluck, and its captain told police he has some 3,000 people on board. The captain says he picked up the refugees from small boats at sea, but police said he has nothing to back up his claim. Officials here say there is increasing evidence to support the view of intelligence sources that the refugee ships are being loaded in Vietnam with the active help of communist authorities, who also collect money for allowing people to leave. The Skyluck was resupplied with fresh water and food today, but Hong Kong says that in contrast to its offloading of the Hue Phong last month, it plans to keep the latest arrivals on board their ship indefinitely. The refugees today displayed signs pleading for help. One said, human lives are valuable, but freedom is more valuable. Peter Collins, CBS News, Hong Kong. Signs like that pose an agonizing dilemma for officials of the Crown Colony, already overcrowded with refugees. What is the plushest interior of any front-wheel drive in its class? Datsun 79! Introducing the new front-wheel drive Datsun 310. Styling that combines the best of three continents. Performance that combines the best of all possible worlds. Fully independent suspension. Rack and pinion steering. Power assist front disc brakes. The inside. Tell them about the inside. Ah, the new Datsun 310 makes you forget you're saving money. Deep plush velour seats, thick carpeting, split fold-down rear seat, remote control rear windows. If you want to know how beautiful the new Datsun 310 is, compare it to any other car in its class. No comparison. your front-wheel drive with economy, luxury, styling, quality. Strikes and walkouts on a large scale continue today in Britain, and Susan Peterson reports that so far, little relief is in sight. This morning at British Leyland's automobile factory in Birmingham, thousands of workers voted overwhelmingly for an immediate strike. The state-owned car company refuses to pay productivity bonuses. The protest strike could affect other factories as well and eventually involve nearly 100,000 manual workers. The National Union of Public Employees, which has been staging a series of strikes for its hospital workers, garbage men, and ambulance drivers, said it intends to step up its strike campaign even further. Its actions for the past few weeks have already resulted in more than 1,000 hospitals refusing new admissions except emergencies. In support of these strikes for higher pay, 50 nurses reportedly walked out of an East London hospital this morning for a 24-hour strike. In the meantime, the British government appears to be stiffening its resolve to fight these recent demands for higher wages. The Chief Secretary of the Treasury, Joe Barnett, said, even if it means an escalation of the dispute, the government will stand firm. Susan Peterson, CBS News, London. 
The farmers who crowded into Washington this week in their demand for higher farm prices enlivened the proceedings last night with country music. Diane Sawyer was there. He on the farm every day of his life, and no one seemed to care. Last night, the featured attraction for the city's protesting farmers was a country music concert. The problem was not many of them knew about it, and fewer still were willing to fork out $5 for a ticket. So only 150 people showed up in a hall designed to seat thousands. Some of the farmers back at the campsite made plans for today. More lobbying at the Capitol, where Agriculture Secretary Bob Berglund is scheduled to testify. And almost certainly, at least one tractor caravan around the city streets. But the small cluster of farmers who did show up at the concert cheered the old songs and sat motionless when Oklahoma songwriter Jimmy Whitaker sang this one. They call it their theme song. Diane Sawyer, CBS News, Washington. Secretary Berglund, in remarks prepared for today's appearance before the House Agriculture Committee, says the state of American agriculture is substantially better than it was a year ago. In virtually every respect, he declares, 1978 was a good year for the American farmer. A major winter storm is beginning to strike the northeast this morning, and heavy accumulations of snow are anticipated in many areas. Heavy is scarcely the word for the snow that has accumulated for weeks now in Chicago, and Bob Heck of the Chicago Motor Club knows all about that. We have... Uh approximately 29 inches of snow on the ground. Of course, much of that is piled up in a variety of areas. And uh, we have, uh, at some intersections here in the city, we have drifts uh, almost as high as a person's uh, head where uh, drivers have attempted to, or where the plows have attempted to go through, and consequently the only place they can uh, push the snow is to uh, push it over to the side, and this, of course, uh, uh, covers up uh, many automobiles. They're just uh, huge white blobs uh, sitting at the side of the street. Another problem, Heck says, is that the car's fluids have congealed, and in many cases the batteries have frozen. This is the sixth week of almost uninterrupted freezing weather in Chicago. President Carter hosted a state dinner at the White House last night for Thailand's Prime Minister Kriang Sak Chomanan, and in the course of his remarks, he ventured into the field of historical as well as political humor. In 1861, uh, King Rama was not very well advised. He offered to give a fleet of uh, elephants <laughs> to uh, then-President Lincoln to help expedite the end of the war between the states. <laughs> Fortunately for the South, uh, President Lincoln did not accept the gift. <laughs> Otherwise, the North might have won the war. <laughs> and because of the elephants, President Lincoln might even have become a Republican. Turning serious, Mr. Carter expressed concern about the recent Vietnamese invasion of Thailand's neighbor Cambodia. Thailand, he said, is like a rock, honored and respected by all friends and enemies alike. The price of gold set a new record high today in both London and Zurich, $250 an ounce. It's now being quoted at $252 an ounce in New York. The dollar declined on all the world's major money markets. It has fallen almost 4 yen in Tokyo in the past two days.